So what would you say your favorite Carner's Corner moment was? Well, gosh, I, I imagine there was a lot of them, but the, the one I remember is that game uh, where I lost to Seaver 4-2. to two. And uh, the next time I beat him, I guess it's Cincinnati 4-2, to two, if that's what you say, because I don't remember. <laughs> but um, anyway, Seaver and I, Ralph has Seaver and I on after the game, and and I was sitting, um, I think it was Ralph Kiner, then me, then Seaver. And um, so Ralph opened up the show. He says, well, geez, he says, you two been here, teammates, here about 10 years. He said, you must uh, remember something you could uh, reminisce, some stories you could reminisce about, you know, about Tom, you know, or, you know, Whatever. And I says, yeah. I said, I got one. I said, I don't remember just what year it was, but Jack Simon, he did a perfect imitation of Howard Cosell. So anyway, I came up with this trade, and um, I told Jack Simon about it. If he would uh, you know, be the Howard Cosell announcer, because I had bought a on the back of one of the sporting magazines in the clubhouse, I saw a little ad for a bugging device where uh, you could take and tune, I think it tuned into FM radio, so you could tune your radio to like 93.7, and then this little bugging device, you could take, you know, say uh, 50 feet away or whatever and talk into it, and it would come over to radio. Oh, wow. And Seaver had an FM radio above his locker. It was the only music we had in the clubhouse. So different guys would step on his stool and go up and adjust the radio different times, you know. Well, I had this all arranged, this trade. And so uh, I, with Jack Simon and Matcher, we had to put a lot, I had to put a lot of planning into this. So, um, at the right time after batting practice one day, when everybody was in the clubhouse, I had Jack Simon going to the doctor's offices in the clubhouse, but right real close by, you know. And uh, I said, okay, now, I said, so I put him in the doc's office. I said, now you got to give me, you know, um, a good five or uh, 15 seconds, do a 15, no, a 10 seconds. I said, count down from 10, 9, 8, like that. And I'm going to go out there and um, tune the radio in, I, you know. So he said, okay. So I leave him, and I go out, and I get on Tom's stool, and I turn the volume down just so I barely hear it. I Tune the radio to 93.7, and I can hear him count, you know, four, three, you know, and then I got it tuned in. I turned the volume up. I got down. I walked over by the trader's room. Well, Tom was talking to um, Don Grant, chairman of the board, mm-hmm. in front of his locker, just a couple of steps. Oh, no. yeah. They didn't pay attention to me, you know, going up to just the radio because it was very common. <laughs> so all of a sudden, here it comes. Hello, every. This is uh, Howard Cosell talking. You know, says hello, everybody. I uh, like to interrupt this program with an NBC Sports bulletin. The New York Mets have just announced a major trade today, trading right-handed pitcher Tom Seaver and left-handed hitter Ed Cranepool 
to Houston for third baseman Doug Rader. You know, Doug Rader wasn't like like the Met fans because he got that fight right. with Kevin Collins. You know that time. Yep. And our whole team got the fight that time uh, for uh, third base of Doug Rader, right-handed third base Doug Rader, and left-handed pitcher Ed Kinesky. Now Ed Kinesky, <laughs> he couldn't get us out. Every time they brought him in, we just hammered him hard. <laughs> so, <laughs> he makes just announcements coming over the radio nice and plain and loud and everything and everybody just stopped what they were doing in the clubhouse listening to this and uh, then he says and now we'll return you back to your local stations <laughs> and geez and Don Grant takes off. He says, what station was that? What station was that? He leaves the clubhouse. Seaver is just dumbfounded because he's there talking to Don Grant. He didn't know what to say. He was shell-shocked. And I walk over to Tom and I hold my hand out to shake his hand, you know. Then I can't believe what I just heard, you know. And he didn't want to raise his hand to shake my hand, so I just held it there. And finally he raised up. He gave me that cold that they're shaking, just <laughs> grabbing the tip of my finger. <laughs> oh, okay, that's great, He was over by his locker, just MFing the mess and throwing shit in his locker. <laughs> oh, my God, and everything was in a turmoil. I go back. I see how serious this all was. It's about a good joke. It's come over to me. I had to be the truth, you know. I go back and I tell Jack Simon, says, Jack, I says, God, get out of here. Don't say a word to nobody. I said, they've got our hands off. <laughs> so we never said a word to nobody. And this went on for a few years. And so while on Kiner's Corner, I told this story. And... And so when you're sitting at Kiner's Corner, Seaver's sitting just to my right, and you can look at the monitors, and you can see when they have a real close-up of me, then Seaver knows, you know, whatever. And he leans over to me just so he's not into the picture. He goes, he's whispers to me as I'm getting near the end of the story. He goes, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, God, I laughed so hard at that story. And nobody, I mean, Kiner, that's the first time he had heard it. And see, uh, <laughs> first time he knew the truth about it. Oh, God, that was funny. That was the greatest prank I've ever pulled.